Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and thank you so much for continuing to tune in and offer your feedback. If you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes and offer a rating and a review for the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. So a few hilarious notes about the last episode with Nathan Smith, episode 17. You may have heard a cat meow or two, and that was my thunder, my cat thunder, who decided to join us in the room for a moment and really wanted to share her voice. So it was pretty hilarious. And then secondly, I know there were some issues with propagating the episode originally. So if you happen to tune in and hear a lot of muting about every 15 seconds, feel free to delete that one and then go ahead and download the episode again and it should be all set. So today I had the pleasure of diving into conversation with a dear friend in the Seacoast area, Carly Nihal. She is a Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, a private yoga therapist, and also a chanting goddess. She has one of the most exquisite voices. And we had a lot of fun talking about her journey to Kundalini, what Kundalini yoga is really all about, passion for singing. And she also shared about a retreat that she had the opportunity to attend in the last year that completely changed her life with the form of meditation that she is now practicing every single day. So tune in, you will definitely walk away learning so much about this community as well as with many other nuggets. Enjoy. to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagoner, your host, and today is episode 18, and I have sitting here with me a dear friend, Carly Nihal, who is also um, founder of Kundalini Portsmouth. She is an incredible spiritual teacher and healer in this area, in the Seacoast area, as well as uh, it's a beautiful voice. I immediately think Carly back to the Yoga Mala this year um, when you chanted and held that sacred space with your incredible, beautiful voice for everyone. Um, just lit me up and the whole room was vibrating with your energy. So beautiful. So mm, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really, really grateful that you invited me. And this has been such an inspiration for me to listen to the episodes of the podcast and to really get to hear other people's stories. I just feel really honored to be a part of this. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Feels so absolutely perfect. And the sun is shining today. Yeah. And we have, we're recording in my home. We have Thunder, my cat, in case any of you <laughs> listened to my last episode with Nathan Smith, you could hear Thunder meowing a few times. So she's here excited as well. Um, so yeah, thank you, Carly. Yeah. Um, so as I... As you know, I love really just diving into getting to know you. I know you, but for our listeners, um, let's start with what led you to Kundalini Yoga. And if you wouldn't mind defining that, like what is Kundalini in case people don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll start with the the easier part, which is defining Kundalini, although that's not, (laughs) not necessarily super simple, but 
Um, so it's a technology of yoga. Um, it has uh, many different parts that make it really be the system of Kundalini. So it's um, a system of uh, movement, asana, uh, breath work, uh, mantra, and meditation um, that we use together to gain uh, an experience. Um, and the whole purpose of Kundalini is really to give you an experience of yourself um, to help you sort of shine that soul purpose through, um, mm. peel back any layers that might be keeping you from that radiant sense of self. I love that. I love reading like that Kundalini is the yoga of awareness. Yeah. And that awareness within as well as, yeah, um, all around us as well. And yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, um, what brought me there was, um, it was a little bit of a longer story, but, <laughs> Perfect. but yeah, um, I was not really, um, like what I would call a yogi. I had not done much yoga in my, you know, early twenties or earlier in life. And, um, you know, every now and then would go to a yoga class. I had, I have a really good friend who is a yoga teacher and was a yoga teacher then. So I was like curious, but I was living in Massachusetts, um, in this, um, town called Norwood and I was just looking I was looking for a class I was looking for something um you know just sort of in that seeking mode and I found near me um an ashram the Baba Siri Chand ashram and yoga center Mm -hmm. and they were a kundalini ashram but I had never heard of kundalini at that point you know in my life and um, I just thought I'd try it out. I was intrigued by, you know, the fact that it was an ashram and was mm. curious. And um, so I went and took a class and that was kind of it. <laughs> I was hooked. Um, and I went back, you know, a couple of days later and was really experiencing things that, you know, I had never experienced before in terms of like connection with my body, um, feeling of just sort of liberation and freedom and... Mm. Um, was really excited about the practice and hadn't felt that before. And so um, I kept going. And I um, was living at the time with my ex-husband. I was married before and um, in a house. And it was a um, an interesting time in my life because Kundalini came along at this time that was, um, there, were, there were really big shifts going on for me. And it helped me sort of peel back the layers to recognize what I really needed and wanted in life and make some very big changes mm. to um, to step into some new roles and way of being that have helped serve me. That's amazing. That's so powerful, Carly. When you think back to that time, like when you first stepped into the ashram and you were first starting to explore Kundalini, can you like close your eyes and really like feel feel that energy that you were tapping into? Mm-hmm. Like, was there like an aha moment or a specific class that you remember you can describe, mm-hmm. or was it more question. just a general yeah. experience? You know, there was a teacher there that I re- that you know I was really drawn to, and in her classes, she she would play these I don't even know the names of them these amazing sort of ancient Indian instruments that were made specifically for um, the purpose of yogic practice Mm. and those were classes that really really brought me um, you know into a deeper level of consciousness and 
uh, gave me a, like a real experience unlike I had ever had before. So um, I'd say those classes were sort of what really opened me to the practice and to knowing that it was uh, more a journey than just sort of a class I was taking. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Journey. Yes, totally. <laughs> to really like truly allow yourself to be present in that and yeah. see what what comes out of your experience in that particular moment. Yeah. And music. So Carly, I, <clears throat> I mentioned in your introduction, um, your voice and something I've loved that we share together is <laughs> that passion for music and that we both have the history of singing acapella <laughs> groups. And, um, but I have to say in my experience with Kundalini, um, and especially in your classes, just the music awakens me and energizes and enlivens me in a way that yeah, it's hard to put words to it. Yeah. Um, just the emotions that come up and move through and the energy um, and chanting. Yeah. I love all those pieces. I'm glad you brought that up because that really is also <laughs> a huge part of what drew me into mm. the practice. And I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful for our connection over music and um, and knowing the deep you know connection that it brings you and really getting to you know chant in this space with um, such a sacred practice. It's like so profound and exciting and um, really filled me up also and brought me closer to the practice. Um, And yeah, I love it. You know, I chant every day and it's become a real part of my life and a way to find that connection and um, just express myself. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite chant right now? Mm, That's a great question too. I guess a chant that I always go to is the, um, it's a meditation for um, really projection and protection from the heart. Um, and it's ad gure name, jugad gure name, sat gure name, siri guru deve name. So there are some beautiful recordings of that by Narinjin Kar. There are some great musicians out there. Um, I definitely want to look yeah. that up after this. Yeah. Do you... I'll play it for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe you can sing it. Not right. You don't have to sing it now, but maybe you can sing it for me later. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I had this vision earlier, actually. This is a side note. I was like, Carly and I could, we could like sing a chant on the podcast. Oh and I was God. like, no, I'm not going to put that pressure on us. <laughs> Harmonize. This is our first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I still want to do open mic with you sometime. Oh my God, I'd love to. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so in your classes and in Kundalini, chanting is, is such a sacred part of the structure of the class. Is there a reason? I don't think I've ever asked you this before. So, yeah. you know, we start with pranayama, like breath work, and, and then there's kriya, which mm-hmm. is kind of, I guess, pretty much like the asana practice, another so yeah. the physical form that you're focusing on specific um, what would you say? So I was going to say specific uh, intention, but also like body, like how, do you mind just, why don't I just stop talking? Do you yeah. mind just <laughs> describing the structure and, and is of there the a, class? yeah, and yeah. is there a why behind like the way it is structured? Yeah, totally. So, um, cause Shavasana, I always found that fascinating. It's like kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there, are, so the basic structure of the class is that we tune in always. It's just the way of connecting to that, you know, that wisdom and the guidance that is within us and around us always sort of calling on um, the guidance that has come before us as well. 
Um, and then we do a Kriya, which is a complete set of exercises that you know, are done in a really specific order to gain a benefit or an outcome. And Yogi Bhajan is the person who brought Kundalini Yoga to um, the United States from the Punjab region of India in 1969, to Canada first and then to the U.S. And brought with him, he was a master of Kundalini, and brought with him all of these you know, really hundreds of Kriyas um, that we teach um, just as they were given to us. Mm. And then we have a relaxation, um, and then we do a meditation. And it's not always in that order. Sometimes we do the meditation, and sometimes the relaxation. But for the most part, mm, it's okay. relaxation and then That's meditation. And yeah, so the physical practice is done to ground mm. us in our physical body in this sort of like finite being. Um, and then the relaxation is done to integrate the exercises that we've completed into our being. So just giving us that time to really open ourselves to the expansion that we've just, you know, given, given ourselves over to really giving ourselves the opportunity to hold. And then the meditation is done to connect us. So once we're really grounded in our physical body, then we can connect really deeply through the meditation practice, um, Mm. you know, to the infinite part of our, Yeah, part of our soul, or however you want to say it. Yeah. Mm, so powerful. And you've also integrated um, the sound, or the gong. So yeah. having that sound bath during the relaxation Yeah. is unlike any experience I've had mm. that talk cool. about um, opening up and just like moving that energy that you've tapped into through the Kriyas. And <laughs> it's yeah. so incredible. Um, awesome. Can you, do you want to share the like, Yeah what led you to want to integrate that yeah well the gong is traditionally used in kundalini um, practice and as a way to um, really purify Um, so the intention of the gong is to really you know release anything that might be holding you back from that really pure state of being and the gong is so cool because um, you know sometimes in like meditation or other you know other experiences like that it's really you you have to go really inside and it, it almost feels a little bit disembodied because you're leaving your body, not all meditation practices, but sometimes. Mm. And the gong is so embodied because you're feeling the physical vibration and you're having the meditative experience. And so it just really fully brings you into that place um, mm. of release and um, you know, its intention is to reveal whatever is you know, really being called forth at that time. So I also find it super powerful. I'm so glad you do too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And I do think it's a music piece. I mean, I know for everyone it's, you know, we have those different um, elements in our lives and yeah. things that truly tap into our deepest part of our soul and our core. Yeah. Um, and music has always done that for me. And, you know, I think it's from, you know, when I was young and my dad sang in the church choir and I yeah. saw love just like being in, um, the acoustics and they were incredible but mm-hmm. I think there's for me there's definitely a spiritual connection to music so when you yeah. started bringing that into your classes and having the opportunity to experience that it's yeah. incredible yeah yeah do you find that a lot of people a lot of your students um cry or mm. <laughs> or have those yeah I mean do you find there are more emotions that seem to rise up and out than maybe in any other practice that you've you've experienced or witnessed yeah. I mean, for me personally, that's true of of how Kundalini has you know shown up for me. It's it's been a practice that has let me um, open myself to whatever is you know happening in my 
body and my emotional body and mm. you know in my life at the moment and so a lot comes up yes mm. and I've seen that in other people also for sure um you know not that it doesn't only happen in kundalini oh, you know yeah, definitely no. <laughs> but um it definitely seems to be a practice that allows for the space you know for that and is able to you know let people feel held and um yeah I was gonna safe. say that real <laughs> sense of safety yeah 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 and warmth mm. yeah it's so beautiful it's mm. awesome Carly <laughs> so kundalini you and in this area so you have um your how do you say pratyahar studios is what you call your yeah I mean it's so that was something so pratyahar studios is what I was sort of thinking about calling a studio that I might develop and that is kind of on hold not really okay. not really happening <laughs> okay so um but but if you look you up like in Kundalini Portsmouth yeah. and you're you're teaching at a few different studios like Three Bridges Benny and Bodhi you've done some workshops at um and then um in terms of your work with Satya are you yeah. um do you want to share I guess, why don't you share what Satya is in case um, our listeners haven't heard it before. I mentioned the yoga mala and then your involvement with that. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so Satya is an amazing organization. It it stands for Seacoast Area Teachers of Yoga in Action. And they connect um, the community, um, mostly at-risk members of the community or populations of the community with um, yoga and meditation as a, um, a healing modality. Um, or as a modality to support them um, during whatever they're experiencing at this time. And um, there are classes that started with Yoga for Cancer. So there are classes for those um, living with cancer, affected by cancer, covering or in recovery. And there are classes for um, those experiencing trauma, like, um, you know, those who have experienced abuse in relationships or um, those who have um, had past experiences of trauma in their family life. Um, there's also yoga for recovery, um, which is what I'm currently teaching mm. yoga for recovery at a couple of different locations. And I teach, um, more like a flow classical yoga because the, my other training is in classical yoga from the yoga life Institute. Mm. And, um, yeah, this has been a very profound part of my life too, to be connected with Satya and get to really, really hold space for people to experience their bodies and um in a way that is just it's so supportive and beautiful and yeah <laughs> I feel like you're mirroring because you embody this anyway I was just thinking about your <laughs> compassion Carly like mm-hmm. as you're talking like your heart is just you have you hold one of the most compassionate hearts of, of anyone mm-hmm. I know <laughs> and I can only imagine in that kind of space um this again that lower safety comes up um but you mirror like I, your energy is able to mirror back the healing powers within other people. Like I imagine you're allowing them through sharing yoga to start to tune into their bodies in a whole different way, but also build that trust and um, health and like healing within mm. within their bodies. Oh, thanks for saying yeah. those things. It's, yeah, that's actually how I think of you. But oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it has been. I mean, it has been like a real learning journey for me to recognize you know, like the different ways that we can connect to our body to bring us present in a way that might not be like a traditional asana practice or, you know, I might not have been trained in that way, but when you're with people who have experienced so much and um, are really in the middle of 
huge transitions in their life mm. um, that that they probably want to run away from, but you're able to like allow them to hold space to just sit with all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really the nature of the organization. It's so yeah. cool that you know um, that it's here for these people. That there has been this. It's incredible. This has been created as a as a way, like a journey and a and a space. You know, even though there's not like one physical space, we travel to the places, but. And that speaks sort of travels from teacher to teacher. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool to talk to other teachers and hear about what they've um, encountered and experienced. And, yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> it is truly powerful. I've been um, so grateful to be able to be a little bit more a part of Satya this year in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, been a part of the yoga mall in the past, you yeah. know, and then this year again. Um, but just what... I mean, Rochelle and the board and everyone has done, Sarah have done such an incredible job. Yeah. Um, now eight programs and so really being able to to spread that awareness. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. We live in such a powerful community. We really do. Yeah. Mm. Actually, this community has been, it's like so much more like nourishing and powerful than I ever expected. I, you know, I have lived here for maybe five years I think mm. you know I came from Boston and I grew up in New York and I have never been part of a community that has felt so supportive and nurturing and loving and really open to experiences and yeah it's a really it's a really awesome place it's so awesome <laughs> yeah so cool yeah Carly tell me more about your childhood <laughs> yeah. I was like oh yeah we like dove right into right now what you're doing and yeah. um not that I want to like abruptly switch because I really um, appreciate you sharing more about yeah, Satya and your your involvement has, I know has been so uh, magical there so yeah, um, but yeah I'd love to hear more about like like I know you sang when you're little mm-hmm. but like what was like a, the life of Carly when you were like a yeah. day in the life of Carly oh when you were gosh. little <laughs> <laughs> well um I mentioned that I grew up mostly in New York um not New York City like Hudson Valley region of New York a little town called Fishkill and um, I have a, a younger brother and an older sister, so who we were all really close. Um, yeah, we're both middle. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope to talk more about middle child. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, my parents were, you know, we we lived in you know kind of like a great little neighborhood where we could walk down the street and hang out with the other kids for you know for the most part we moved around a little bit um but I was a like quiet soft-spoken introverted child mm-hmm. <laughs> um which you might be able to guess and um I loved reading and writing and I would like sit and write in my journal and like write poetry and um and singing so I mm. discovered singing and that was really what helped me find literally find my voice you know I'm using air quotes right now for you listeners yes <laughs> um, <air> quotes. <laughs> when did you discover singing uh probably like sixth or seventh grade mm-hmm. and I started um singing in like the chorus that we had at school and was in started doing drama and was in the plays and that we had and we had this I went to this like funky little alternative school um called Pogh- Poughkeepsie Day School and um, we had this great system of like um, 
central study where we would just like really delve into something. So we would delve into music or we delve into like writing the plays. And it was a great opportunity for me to just like connect with this um, way of expressing myself that I hadn't before because mm. I was always quite shy. And to be um, able to share my voice in that way, I yeah. think was really important. Be a, be a big part of that creative expression like you guys got to be a part of writing the plays too yeah that's we, so we got cool. to we wrote our plays and then we and the performed music. them yeah, yeah it was really fun well is there um so were they all originals or is there like one that that no. you can like what was one of your yeah. favorites you did oh yeah so they were yeah they were all originals oh, okay. for the most part okay. yeah i didn't okay. there were there were no i didn't act in any like well-known plays no. yeah <laughs> Like, I was going to say, like, <laughs> Oliver or, not kidding, Sound of Music. Yeah, no. No, not that kind of acting. <laughs> it was a little, a little different. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. So that was a, an important part, I think, of my, like, growth. And, yeah, huge. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really, like, always felt like a lot of love growing up. I always had cats. Thunder's here still with mm-hmm. us. And... You know, my cats were always a source of such love and connection for me, too. And I have I have a cat now, yeah. Saffron, who um, really has been a very important part of my journey also. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers. She's been with you. <laughs> How long? She's, yeah. she's been with you kind of throughout. Throughout, yeah. 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 She, um, she's almost 16, and she's, yeah, oh, traveled. Wow. That's traveled amazing. By my side. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Mm, so cool. Mm. And then now you're in the seacoast. Yeah. So great. Yeah, and so I traveled through, you know, I went to school for a couple of years at Oberlin in Ohio, and then from there I moved to Boston and went to finish my degree at Simmons College and um, lived in Boston for about 10 years mm. um, before moving to Kittery, Maine, and then Portsmouth, and now I live in Durham. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> yeah. So cool. It's such a beautiful area. Yeah. I love hearing people's journeys and <clears throat> that little snapshot of you when you're a younger <laughs> too. That's awesome. Um, so you, you're also, so you went through the Yoga Life Institute, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, you're, you're now a yoga therapist. Do you, yeah. are you practicing? Do you have clients you take on? Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to share, expand on that as well as like your meditation because you yeah, are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, you know, I love to talk about my meditation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Which I'm so curious about. <laughs> so the, um, the training that I did at the Yoga Life Institute was 300 hour yoga and, um, yoga therapist certification program and, it's it's such an amazing program. It's really it gives you a way to dive deeply into this um, sort of therapeutic sense of yoga. And so yoga therapy is just a way to it's sort of like yoga education. It's a way to connect one on one with people um, to talk about the areas in their life where they might feel either like you know suffering or where they just want to pay attention to. Mm. And you use yogic philosophies, um, yogic practices. Uh, meditations, whatever you might feel be of support to them in that area of their life. So um, I don't, you know, like every now and then I'll see a client. I don't Mm -hmm. have regular clients. I haven't, you know, really um, delved into that yet. (laughs) Um, But that was a big part of your journey, though. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's been a very important part of my journey, and I love doing it. I love connecting with people in that way. And it's, you know, in the training, it's, of course, you're using yourself as the model, so you connect with yourself in that way, Mm. and like, in the most deep way yeah. <laughs> I ever have. Yeah. Um, so it was a really healing um, 
training for me. Wow, I can really imagine. Yeah, yeah. I really, um, and it's really cool practice. I really didn't know much about yoga therapy even before I did the training. I just was like, oh, this is amazing. And so um, just like reading about it, like it sounded so, so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course... I feel like I was called to do it. It was very impulsive. I don't usually do things really impulsively, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, I'm just going to do this. And I just did it. And it was, of course, just what I needed. (laughs) It's wild how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah. The universe is like, here you go. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Um, And it's similar, I'm imagining, just like you get to really customize. So when you are working with with a different, like a client, it's just really individualizing it for what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And your meditation practice. I know that you had the opportunity to go um, to a retreat in the last year. And yeah. um, it was really profound in terms of shifting your meditation practice. Because I know you explored meditation before. Um, but will you share what you learned? I And for all yeah. of you listeners out here, I keep asking Carly every time we get together. I talk to her or I ask her about it because um, it's a kind of meditation practice I definitely think anyone obviously can benefit from but that yeah. is, sounds absolutely powerful yeah most definitely um yeah this meditation practice has been probably the most the most powerful practice I've ever had like a consistent practice and I mean of course kundalini is so near and dear to my heart and a huge part of me um but this is a practice that has brought me closer to myself than anything I've ever done before so I just like feel super grateful for it and mm. um and so we went to a um, just a short really short like three-day retreat at the Shambhala Mountain Center in um, Red Feather Lakes Colorado which wow. is a beautiful center um, Shambhala Center um, up in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado and um, I just like randomly chose it my um, lovely partner husband Evan gave me a a gift certificate to mm. this center. I'd never heard of it before, and um, it was a beautiful gift, of course. Um, yeah, so I decided to do a workshop called Deconstructing Yourself. <laughs> of course. Yeah, just like a light. Oh, yeah, just go have a light retreat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There were some, like, much lighter subjects, but I thought, okay, I love it. yeah. So perfect. That was the one that was calling to me, and, and the teacher of this particular style and the creator of this style is um, someone named Michael Taft, Michael W. Taft. Um, he has a blog and a podcast by the same name, Deconstructing Yourself. They're really awesome. I mm-hmm. encourage you to check them out. Um, but his approach, it's this um, non-secular Buddhist meditation practice um, that is based in sort of like the Vipassana tradition. And Vipassana mm-hmm. is like insight meditation or my, really mindfulness um, and it's this way of uh, connecting to yourself through um, uh, through your sense of self. So our sense of self is also known as our ego. Um, you know, ego has such negative connotations, but really it's just the way that we project ourselves and communicate with each other in the world. You know, it's, mm. our, it's any identity that we've created for ourselves. So um, in this technique, it's broken down into three parts, and those three parts are... Um, the mental images, the images that you see um, associated with your thoughts or your thinking or whatever it might be. Um, the self-talk or the mental talk that you experience, which if you sort of take a few minutes and just like at this moment, if you stop and just listen, it's like amazing how much self-talk streams oh in, gosh. at least for me. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, 
and uh, then your emotions and you experience your emotions through body sensations so it's the sensations that you feel in your body um, that are caused by your emotions so mm. for example when you feel like if I when I feel like fear I feel it you know in my belly or mm. maybe even more explicitly I'll like feel my shoulders tense up or I'll feel like just something you know in this area of my you know or when it doesn't even have to be that physical, you know, when I'm feeling like just full, alive and full of love, you know, I'll feel like a fluttering in my heart or yeah. you know, something yeah. like that, or, or I'll feel a lightness through my body, you know, like right. something like that. So, um, it's, you know, the really cool and profound thing about this meditation is that you're sitting in stillness and silence, you know, if that's possible for you and your body and you are noticing so you're becoming immediately becoming the witness, which is not a new <laughs> technique, for, you know, for me. Or, but to have it framed in this way, to have mm. this framework, um, just really brought it home for me. So you're noticing and you're labeling, and that's the other really oh, profound so, part. So helpful. The minute I feel yeah. like the minute we label to like really then to step out more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as it's so cool, like as soon as you label something, like so as soon as I hear like that that stream of consciousness or that voice, you know, whatever it's saying, I'll just label it talk. And as soon as I do that, it, take, it takes you back. It, it removes you from you being the voice of the person who's talking in your head. Mm. So you, you become the witness of it when you're labeling it. Mm. And so you recognize, okay, this voice isn't me. You know, it's just, it's happening. It's, it's going through me, but it's not actually me, you know? The same thing with your body sensations of emotions. You experience an emotion and a lot of times we identify ourselves with the emotion. I mean, even the language we use, we say like, I am angry, you know, yeah. I am whatever it is. Instead, you're, you're experiencing it. Like I am experiencing this right now, but it's fleeting. And it doesn't mean it's defining us forever, which yeah. when we say like I am, it can sometimes feel exactly like we're truly embodying that forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it again brings you to this place of the witness and you realize how fleeting these mm. are and the same with and the images the images are really cool because once you start like at first I was like I don't see any images like what are you talking about but I realize everything like every memory I have there's an image associated with it mm. you know like every thought that I have about something that's happening anticipating for the future there's an image mm. yeah that's really interesting to tap into that yeah so what it does is it gives me anyway like this sense of understanding that um, this is all a construction, you know, all of my thoughts and my feelings and this self-talk, this is a, I'm constantly constructing this image of myself at every single moment. Mm. And, um, if I'm constructing it, it means that, um, anything that might be continuing that is, feels like it's stuck or it's not able to be changed is actually, that's just an illusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, even more profound than that, you know, like I've, like most of us, like I've played around with my identity a lot in my yeah. life, trying, mostly trying to like figure out like, who am I? What, like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And that has shifted tremendously with this practice because, um, instead of trying to think like, how do I want to, you know, like, how do I want to create myself or, or, or what is... Like, what is the real projection of myself that is me? I recognize that there's this me within all of these different projections of myself. So there's this identity over here, and there's this identity over there. And we all do this where we, like, 
have an identity that we need to use for this situation, and then we have one that we need to use for this situation, and then we have maybe this ideal image of ourself that we want to strive toward, mm-hmm. but they're all constructions. So then it gives us this sense of liberation, like, okay, we can construct whatever identity we need or want at the moment but in truth like our true self isn't out there in that identity it's in here Mm. it's in this witness it's in this space between those identities it's in this place of the observer so would you say carly because it makes me think like we all we all have those those constructions as you're saying or those parts aspects yeah like that all of those make up who we are within yeah um and yet the freedom I'm hearing, I'm just kind of like, you know, rambling here is, is in being able to really like be the witness to those parts and recognize like that has been a part of us, but it is just a construction. So if it's no longer serving, like letting it go. Yeah. Is that part of it? Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all have identities that work really well for us, Mm -hmm. you know, and that do really resonate for us and bring us joy and love and connection. And so this allows us to recognize that those parts of ourselves that don't are just constructions and and so this is this practice isn't really saying like get rid of those you know like right no it's it's really saying like look you can take a step back and you can see the you can witness them so you recognize actually that's not you like it's just something that's happening right now Mm. you know and it's been really helpful with like what we often call you know like shadow work I don't know if they call it that in, in Buddhist meditation but it totally is that where I'm looking at things suddenly and letting them come up, things like, you know, my emotions that I didn't realize I was suppressing or pushing away. So, like, you know, like, I'll feel jealousy. And jealousy is such a hard thing to feel. Mm. And it's always been something that, like, I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that emotion. I push it away. Like, that's not me. I'm going to do this other thing that takes me away from it. Instead, I, like, look inside. And I'm like, okay, um, this is happening. This is what I'm experiencing right now, it lets it just be that experience and I don't identify with it anymore because I recognize that it's just a fleeting emotion that's happening. It's just a, you know, this construction that's occurring because of maybe, you know, whatever moment has just occurred or whatever anticipation I might be feeling. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, which makes me think of just that whole allowance. You know, yeah. we, we talked about... Um, well, I mentioned Tara Brock. On, <laughs> I think about her again, right? <laughs> I mentioned her in my last podcast, um, episode 17. But I also know you and I were both reading. We were reading Radical Acceptance. It just makes me also think of that in that same way. Like, yeah, it's it by just acknowledging it as opposed to like, for example, bringing back to the jealousy, like trying to avoid it by doing something else or like, no, 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 like yeah. that's not part of me. Yeah. Um, but by just allowing it to be there and noticing right. it, it can let it to move through faster yeah, yeah. but how hard that is I mean that practice is yeah um Lower in general like yeah. how beautiful that you're really diving and that you have consistently been in this practice it sounds like it's really been transformative for you yeah since has. you were at that three-day retreat it in Colorado. has yeah I started doing um you know weekly uh meditation sessions with the teacher with Michael Taft and so to mm. help guide me because I was like okay this is like a this practice is serving me more than any other practice I've had. It's giving me this, um, this awareness of myself. It's shifting my perception in a really cool way. You know, like I'm able to see things like in a really different way and able to sit with myself in a really much more patient, accepting way. Mm. Um, and I'm, and it's making me like, you know, 
fell in love with things in a really different way, you know, mm. like I'm able to see the beauty in all the things that I was not accepting before, you mm. know, like everything, and I, you know, I've always felt like everything's an opportunity. I went through like a, a difficult divorce when I was younger and um, have moved a lot and have had things that have really shown me that in each challenge is like an incredible opportunity for growth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but this meditation like takes that to that kind of, um, to the more like all those everyday things that happen that feel challenging, but I don't really look at as opportunities. It's just sort of like pushing it aside. Mm -hmm. Now I see like each one is this really precious opportunity. Mm. If that makes sense. (laughs) No, it does. It makes beautiful sense. It's it's amazing. It sounds absolutely powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, and has me wanting again to be like diving into it even more. So do you have a desire to, as you've been practicing this so consistently and obviously learning so much and feeling that, oh, your own growth and experience, um, do you have a desire to share this richness and, mm. um, I guess skill cause it is, it's like a practice and skill um, yeah. with other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do think of myself as like a total novice <laughs> when it comes to this. Um, even though I've been practicing, I mean, Um, most people who are sharing this are like practicing for like 20, 30 years. Mm. Um, but that being said, so maybe if I'm not looking at myself as like, I'm not an expert of this. I'm just like a novice practicer, practitioner. (laughs) (laughs) Practicer is a good word. (laughs) Um, I want to share it. Oh, I'm like, I want to, it's like, you know, Evan, my husband will tell you, like, it's all I want to talk about is yeah. like how, oh my God, this really cool thing happened today. And like, I was able to do this today and like, see this from this perspective. Mm. And you know, like I just You're so lit up. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I have this real strong desire to of course practice and community and practice with others to talk about it. I just like want to talk about mm. it and hear others experiences. So sharing it. Yeah. And like talking about it is, um, I feel very passionately about it and I'd love to talk to anybody who's interested in hearing more about it or, yeah. or learning about it. Yeah. Definitely, Carly. I can see you. And just being able to, sh- to offer that deeper layer of healing yeah. you know, from your own healing experience with it. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's beautiful. Thanks. It's so, it's, <laughs> that's so cool. Mm, I love it. And it's, um, it's just come going back to like, it's like that acceptance of our whole selves, you know, all, yeah. those, all those pieces. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it is. Like making room for it all. And that's the other really cool thing. It's like, you know, we, Annie and I, just in this, in, in this great book club where we read this Tara Brock book and, you know, there's the, um, that notion of, um, you know, inviting things in and saying this too. Like, it's not this too shall pass or this, you know, this is okay for now, just like when something happens that feels hard, you're just saying this too, like accepting it. So this meditation gives you this sense of um, spaciousness because mm. you recognize that in that place of the observer, a lot of times, like for me anyway, like my thoughts take over and they just take up so much freaking space, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it just... can feel overwhelming. Overwhelming, <laughs> yeah. Or like your day feels overwhelming because there's so much going on and you just like... It just, it feels like there's no room for anything. And so what this allows is to find that space in like 
the moments where you are able to be that witness. You're like, okay, I can see that I'm a witness of whatever's happening or I'm a witness of whatever I'm thinking or I'm whatever I'm doing. And so like, if you're in that place of the witness, it means that that's just like a little contained experience and beyond that experience or beyond that thought is like, just space mm. and I feel like I can breathe like so yeah. like just even when you just say that describe that Carly I'm like oh yeah deep breath <laughs> like space <laughs> yeah so I mean that's a constant practice for me um, mm. most most of this is just showing me what I really need to work on and what I really need to practice like mm. most things in my life and it feels just like another you know another step on the path another you know just a little like whatever is like coming up on the journey you know at first when I found this meditation I was like this this is it you know Mm -hmm. which is exactly which which is exactly what it was at that moment like this is it for me and of course I recognize that this is like giving me exactly what I need at this moment and you know it's helped me see that there is maybe no one thing you know in my life that is like my purpose or my path like it doesn't have to be like this practice allows me to just give or do whatever I'm able to in the moment mm. um, rather than like striving to find that one thing or that you one. You know, isn't it amazing how we can, and I say we in general, it's a definitely a big generalization, but I think culturally, societally, like feel mm. that pressure at times to pick yeah. that, that one thing, like yeah. what is your career? What are you, you know, what, who are you? And right. like have like a title. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. But, yeah. but uh, I know we were talking about that a little bit earlier like yeah. before the podcast. And, um, oh, yeah. and I appreciate you sharing that, Carly, because I imagine a lot of listeners out there are relating. Yeah. So definitely. That al- it's that allowing of like where you, wherever you are in your journey, in that present moment, the people you're with, what you're learning and growing and like diving into is is that part of your purpose right then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Totally. I mean, and that is, I think you, you, when we were talking earlier, you were saying like, you know, especially sometimes, not especially, but like, you know, as a woman, we feel this, um, this pressure in a lot of different ways. And actually just now as I'm like thinking about that, it's sort of like, you know, there's, for me, there's this underlying sense of like, you know, that your purpose as a woman, you know, biologically is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm not a mom and I'm almost 40. And so this sense of like, you know, trying to find my purpose, I think has really been connected to that journey of like, okay, I don't have kids, you know, and I don't know what my purpose is. So I need to go find it. Mm. And this practice has like, let me see, it's all okay like whatever however it's unfolding at this moment you know or at least it reminds me to see it that way because you know it doesn't always feel that way it sort of like feels like a real struggle like there's this pressure that I feel I'm putting on my shoulders you know or that like this um gets conditioned you know Mm -hmm. from you know from this the social world around us that tells us that you know like as women we are either moms or we're like a career person or like whatever it might be and I don't feel like I fit into any of those category categories Mm. and um, that's been a real struggle for me um but like naming it and seeing it is something that this practice has allowed me to do because I didn't recognize that until I started doing this and then and did you find that you were not grasping, but like you, it sounds like you were actively searching for that one thing. Yes. 
um, <laughs> even though clearly you're you're also passionate about these things that you're yeah. like diving into. Yeah. So, yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah it, and he's talking about acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> we were chatting a little bit about this before. <laughs> yeah. So I am um, I'm going to the New England School of Acupuncture. This, uh, you know, I'm super excited. Uh, starting a, a master's program there um, in the fall. And I was sharing with Annie how, yeah, I just, I, there, this practice has made me like look at this differently or question even why I'm doing it. And, you know, I was asking myself, am I just doing this so that I can have this one sort of career um, that I can focus on and feel successful, like as somebody who's sort of looking from the outside or even from, you know, like internally feel like, okay, so I have a career, so I'm, I'm all set. Um, or is it because like, this is truly filling me up and, um, and I'm really passionate about it. And the truth is it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, asking myself, do I really want to do this? I'm, I feel like so excited that it feels, yes, like I want to do this. But I recognize that um, the, you know, the outcome will be whatever it will be, and it doesn't have to be what I sort of am projecting onto it or expect from it or, yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's it's the same thing, you know, with, I'm thinking about just even like yoga teacher trainings, for example. Yeah. You know, I, I've had this discussion with people who are like, okay, Annie, you went through yoga teacher training. You've been teaching on and off. Um like, did you know you wanted to teach or, or did you go into it? You know, and, and, and the whole point I think is so many people, like so much of it is about just again, honoring just that desire, that curiosity, um, and the journey of it, because Mm -hmm. I know so many people, um, and encourage a lot of people to go through, whether it's yoga training or acupuncture as you're going through more for you, like start there, Mm -hmm. you know, let that part of you come alive and you might come out of it realizing like, yes, I want to give back and share this in the healing way and be a practitioner and, or maybe it's more, it was actually that journey of who you were meant to meet during that, during that process. um, Totally. (laughs) As well as like the aspects of yourself that you get to awaken. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah. That is so true. Thank you for saying that yeah. yeah yeah and I imagine again we can all relate you know I think it's <clears throat> part of what we're um taught <laughs> is like you know we go to school what are you what, what are you what, what are you interested in what are you good at and then what are you majoring in and yeah. then you know um yeah. what do you want to be when you grow up and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up yeah yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know I mean <laughs> A big kid, right? No. Um, yeah, it's so cool. That's yeah. yeah. But right then, the reality of like supporting ourselves, supporting our families, mm-hmm. feeling stable and secure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I love this. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Annie. This has been so wonderful. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned community a lot, and I love. I love that. I know we, we share that passion for community, especially in this area. And I see you getting to be a part of such incredible, um, like creations and events that support so many, um, you know, yes, we mentioned Satya, but I'm also thinking about like your mantras and malas that you've done with Shelly or your friend Shelly, um, at Shiloh Farm. Shiloh Farm is a whole nother incredible Mm. community center. Um, and then there's, um, sound body. Do you mind sharing a little bit about those things yeah absolutely so those are all things that are just such bright lights in my life yeah um our mantras and malas workshops have been such beautiful fuel for 
um, like getting in touch with my creative spirit and connecting to the community. And um, if you know Shelly Grande, she's an amazing um, yoga teacher, body worker, and makes beautiful malas. And I'm so, wearing one of them. <laughs> yes, and he has a gorgeous <laughs> bracelet. Um, and we uh, collaborate to create these really fun experiences where we make uh, malas, you know, and malas are such a beautiful um, sacred instrument for meditation. You know, mm. we make them with 108 beads and we use them to count our, um, our mantras or, you know, whatever we're practicing at that moment. And when we gather together and do that in community, you know, it's, um, it's a really beautiful experience. So yes, we just had an awesome retreat at Shiloh Farm. We did a day-long mm. retreat in Shiloh Farm is such a beautiful open space for that. There. I mean, it's just like we felt so held. The mm. the community is so sacred. Jonas and Amy Lynn are so open and wonderful to just um, to collaborate with and to host us. And yeah, it's it's super exciting. So we're hoping to do some more of those. Um, awesome. I yeah. will. I will get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sound body. Oh my gosh, that has been amazing um experience so this is an idea born from johnny pfeiffer if um, any of you know he's an amazing local um jazz musician composer in the seacoast community and he uh, created this amazing idea um that grew from um the um getting pregnant with his so his wife got pregnant and um you know really focusing on the idea of a womb and this you know this amazing sort of womb-like not just space but community of nurturing that uh, baby you know Mm. is developed in and wanted to bring that out into the community so he was was looking for a way to mimic that sort of womb-like nurturing atmosphere in the community um yeah so powerful and so he was drawn understandably to the gallery at 3s art space which is this really cool open room that um, where the sound is super resonant. So um, it sort of was born, I think, from his um, one of the musicians he plays with was playing in there, and he felt the resonance of the sound and was like moved to start something. Um, so there are some yoga teachers, some meditation teachers, and um, a wonderful crew of um, musicians, mm. um, who gather together to create an experience for anyone who wants to sort of attend the event. And it, we move through meditations, we move through yoga with live music, um, oh and then sound amazing. bathing and yeah. So getting <clears throat> to meditate or practice with this amazing, um, improvised music in, um, just surrounding you really yeah. in this cocoon of sound and, um, it's really awesome. We've had it so um, it was developed as a series. So we did three of them, and then um, they're taking a, ba- a break because he's um, they're having their baby soon. He and Sarah. Mm, so exciting. Yeah, and then we're gonna hopefully start up again in the fall. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, and that is a really cool experience. If, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, so amazing! It's so yeah. again just I'm blown away by all the creative, mm. impassioned um, healers out, out here yeah. and everywhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's so great. I know. The other cool thing that we're doing is that now this is going to be monthly at Shiloh Farm starting in June. We'll do our um, meditation and healing circle by donation. Oh, yes. So that is... I love that you're going to be doing yeah, it there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're so excited. So this is a by donation charitable event where we... 
um, get together and do hands-on healing, meditation, um, gong bath, and then all of the proceeds go to a local charitable organization or a nonprofit. Mm. Um, so, are those Carly? Are you um, just for myself and for listeners? Yeah. Is it always going to be? the same day and kind of time or is it going to be shifting or where can people find out more information yeah thank you for asking that (laughs) um so if you go to the shiloh farm um website um you can find out it's going to happen starting in june on the fourth friday of every month so starting june 22nd that friday and there are um I think six or seven of us who are will be healers and some of us will be there some days and some other days Mm. um and that will be, um, pretty sure, 5.30 to 7 p.m., so it's an evening event. And if you haven't been to that space, it's just, it's so warm and beautiful and um, open and such a perfect spot for this kind of healing work. Um, I'm almost, like, imagining just, like, even the, the sense, like, yeah. <laughs> like, the smells and just, like, the air and the... Yeah just being in the warm I think I'm craving clearly more warmth and sunshine yeah, right now I know yes totally um, but that sounds like it's gonna be amazing yeah that's awesome yeah so that's a really great ongoing collaboration that's been happening for years yeah of course I've been doing that for turn, yeah, yeah like four three or four years I don't know it's turned into a lot you know it's it's evolved yeah and um expanded yeah I couldn't be more excited about what it's continues to evolve into mm-hmm. yeah mm, so cool one, one more question I have for you yeah. is, um, which I, a lot of my listeners know I love to just dive into like kind of the day in the life of Carly, like mm-hmm. what outside of, I mean, you've shared so many incredible passions and yeah. aspects of you, um, in those interviews. Um, and I'd love to just know like what really nourishes you and lights you up, um, outside of those things. Like yeah. what do you do, whether it's an everyday ritual or, for fun and like play and like what how do you tap into your inner child (laughs) yeah well aside from meditation which is my really daily ritual that I do every day and sometimes at night um you know being outside you know we were also talking about being connected with nature that Mm. is what always fills me up and fuels me more than um more than anything it gives me such a deep sense of connection so Mm. anytime I can get outside and take a walk or even just sit in the sunshine yeah you know it's sort of like it's literally like refueling you know and then I have um two amazing stepkids who are teenagers so really getting time with them which you know is harder as they get older and they have lots Mm. going on when we have you know dinners together it just is very um yeah fills me up yeah, and That's gives, awesome. yeah, it's so great. And um, I mean, time, honestly, like time, just like I love intimate time one-on-one with friends. Mm. And that always gives that me... quality time. Yeah, such, that quality. Such a love language of yours, Carly. I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same to me. Same to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is a very important part, I think, of my life and what gives me, um, yeah, just gives me that energy to go forward. And I feel heard and loved when I'm sort of one-on-one with somebody else yeah. you know like you're such a great space holder Annie so oh thank you yeah thank you I really yeah I feel the same way yeah such nourishment yeah mm. so I think yeah aside from like yoga and meditation those are my <laughs> yeah those are my things I know yeah. nature is nature is such a such an incredible like powerful and playful like there's so many aspects of nature that yeah um that's where we are again listeners we were chatting about this earlier so it's fun <laughs> to just share with all of you yeah but yeah awakens us 
Definitely. Um, yeah, so any anything else you want to share, Carly, before we mm. wrap up? I don't think so. I mean, just my gratitude for you for holding the space. Honestly, I don't know if you know how important it is. That mm. A little teary. <laughs> like, it's really... Yeah, it's such an incredible opportunity to to share our voices and our stories and it's a really important thing to do for our community and just to start that habit and that ritual of listening and hearing and sharing. So, mm, thank you. Thank you. It's such a it's such a, a gift for me. Like it mm. feels absolutely um, like an honor to hold space for people and I what I love and get so much out of this is um, with you right now and with my former guests and anyone I interview is just that, that again, that quality time and really, really being present with each yeah. other feels really important. Yeah. So yeah, being able okay. to hold space for, to amplify like all the incredible things you're doing. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So thank okay. you. Thanks for Thanks sharing. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere, so we talked about people finding, like mantras and malas and your healing circle at Shiloh Farm. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere else people can find you, Carly? Um, um, so I teach at Three Bridges. Yeah. Um, Tuesday evenings, afternoons in York, and Wednesday evenings in Portsmouth. And um, so you can find um, any Kundalini classes that are taught there, are taught by me on their on their website. Um, and that's just a great studio in general. Oh, they have yeah. some really awesome, beautiful offerings. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.